Hello, welcome to Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have on the podcast Coach Mark Holcomb of Oak Grove High School in North Carolina. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you. That's uh, my pleasure to be here. Yeah, Coach, you uh, you hit me up on Twitter, and then we got connected, and now um, I looked up your your bio, and I was like, oh, we got to get Coach on. He's a he's a legend in North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know about legend. It's probably because I'm old. Maybe that's why. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, shoot, Coach, tell the uh, tell the listener a little bit about yourself. I looked you up. I you know researched you. You were at North Davidson for a long time and at Oak Grove. Um, but just tell the listeners a little little bit about yourself. Well, I actually uh, started teaching and coaching at a West Davidson High School. I've, I've been in the same county from where I, uh, I grew up. Uh, was at West Davidson about seven years. Then I went to North Davidson where – I graduated high school from, my wife graduated high school from, both of my kids graduated from there. I was there from uh, 99 to about 2016. Uh, 15 of those, or uh, excuse me, 13 or 14 of those years, I think was as a head coach. And then a new school opened up in our area about, actually that uh, split one of the schools up that I was our rival school and North Davidson. And so uh, that's Oak Grove, and it's, it's a new school. This is our first year that we had uh, a senior class. So we started with uh, ninth and 10th graders, then moved on to juniors, and this year we were full. So uh, been coaching football for on and off uh, in some capacity since 1992. So uh, I've seen a lot, I guess you'd say. Yeah, Coach, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I was looking up your, your record and going to Oak Grove, what made you want to go to go to a school that was just starting a varsity football program? Well, I think uh, one of the big draws was, uh, you know, being able to start your own program. Uh, I'd been at North for quite a long time, and, and we, we had some success while, while I, I was there. Uh, but, you, you know, you always want to just see what, what's it going to be like to uh, walk into a new school, to start a brand-new program. And I figured I, I wouldn't get very many opportunities to uh, – to do that in my career uh and so that i just uh, went and interviewed with the uh, principal and the ad and uh really really liked what they had to say and uh you, you know i guess the the rest is history i kind of went there looking uh just to kind of uh you know see what see what was out there a little bit i guess you'd say and uh um i, I enjoyed uh, the conversations with them and the plans they had set in place and uh so uh we just decided to jump for it. now instead of turning left at the end of my or turning right at the end of my road I just turned left so it's about the same distance and you know it's, it wasn't that big of a deal in terms I didn't have to move my family or or none of that so that was nice yeah that's that's a unique situation coach I don't know too many people that have gone to a school that was being built and you just had your first senior class what are some things what are some I guess positives of that and things that were challenges for you going going through that process well, the, the positives of it, you know, you, you've got nice, a nice school with nice facilities. Everything is brand new. Uh, that sometimes can be uh, a negative a little bit, too, because, you, you know, you don't, have, you don't have any culture established, any community established. You're trying to bring two communities together that have been rivals since probably the 1950s. Oh, wow. And so they're backed up to each other. So that, that was an issue, uh, you know, ordering brand new gear and equipment and just things you take for granted at, at the uh, at north when i was there you know we had plenty of sleds and shoots and bags and everything you can think of you know we had accumulated over the you know the last 15 years and then you come here and you're like okay we've got to we got to get a sled okay well we got to go buy one you know and everything 
you start doing, you start spending money, and then the next thing you know, uh, you know your your budget's hurting a little bit too. Even though you're in a really nice school, you know, but you got to make sure. So it took us a, a couple of years to uh, to get the things that we needed, the basic things that we needed for uh, practice and games. But uh, but we've done it so far. But it's been it's been fun. At times, it's been frustrating. You know, I remember when I when we did our first spring practice. I was still uh, working at North Davidson because the, the school was not open yet. And so I was getting on a bus, an activity bus, and driving to Ledford High School and then back to North to pick up kids that were going to be at Oak Grove. And you're driving around the county in an activity bus to, uh, we had to practice at the middle school. So it was uh, it was not without its challenges, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, cause that, that is something that, you know, I've heard of guys doing, going to a school and starting a program. Um, but you have done an, an excellent job, Coach. You guys were ten and two this past year. That is that is amazing. Uh, we we were we uh, won some close games and uh, ended up winning our conference, which was as uh, a huge credit to our kids. I mean, we have we have some good players. You know, both of the schools that we're building from were uh, you know uh, semifinalists two years ago uh, in the state. So we're we've got good kids that are coming in from both schools. But after this senior class graduates. All the kids that we have now will have gone through Oak Grove High, Middle School and Oak Grove High School. So there is no more of uh, some of those kids coming over. It's kind of weird. Uh, the, our seniors this year went to Oak Grove Middle School, and then they had to split up and go separate ways their freshman year and then come mm. back together as sophomores. So it was kind of a – it was a unique situation, that's for sure. That is unique, Coach. Talk about, you know, what are some of your core philosophies in helping you to – you know, build a program from from scratch into one that's very successful. Well, uh, you know, we we learned a lot of things uh, from from the other schools that I've been at. You know, um, uh, how to, how to do things and just starting from scratch. You pretty much have one. We had one shot at it. Uh, our principal and AD hired uh, a great staff. I had a great group of assistants. Some that had been with me at North, and then some that were coming over from Ledford, which is the other high school that that they were being built from. So we had a good mix of coaches, but we had good coaches. We didn't just have guys that, you know, had the word coach beside their name. Mm-hmm. You know, they cared about what they were doing. And uh, so we felt really good about building our staff. Uh, then we, you know, the work ethic, we had to make sure that we, uh, you know, got our kids doing things the right way early. And, and it was kind of neat because, you know, at some schools I would have been at, if I said, guys, we're going to work out at 630 in the morning, uh, you know, I wouldn't have had very many kids there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the first the first year after the season was over, uh, we played JV only, so we only had a ten game schedule. We we finished you know, right there around Thanksgiving. We gave the kids a couple of days off, and we said, "All right, guys, on Monday, we're going to work out at at six thirty in the weight room." You know, not figuring I would have very well. We probably had fifty kids show up the first morning. Oh wow! And well, and I think it was because. Number one, the expectation was set, but number two, they really didn't know any different mm. because they had never done it before. So we started just doing things that uh, that we felt like we were going to try and experiment. You know, we do like a lot of people. We do some out of season, uh, you know, competitions. We'll meet in the morning and uh, you know uh, do all kinds of fun games with our kids to try to get them to be competitive, but also to teach kids how to be leaders. You know, we want to make sure that. We're doing a better job with that. Um, I don't know if you know Thad Wells, if you've heard of Thad Wells, but he's a guy who was in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, 
uh, Blacksburg High School. He's now down here in, uh, in North Carolina. And he does a, a Monday message with his kids. So we kind of piggyback off that idea. And so first thing on Monday, we started teaching kids about, you know, character and, uh, you know, teaching them to do things like, you know, very simple things that we take for granted, like, uh, you know, uh, how to talk to a girl, how to talk to your, you know, uh, be respectful to them, uh, you know, how to, uh, how to shake somebody's hand, how to mail a letter, just all the, the little things that we all take for granted. We tried to teach those kids how to do that. And I think that helped our kids kind of bond together a little bit too. So, Coach, that's, that's awesome. I, you were talking, you were talking before the podcast started about your, your morning workouts and, um, what are some things you find that help get your football players to workouts? And, you know, <laughs> a lot of us struggle to get your football team to workouts outside of season. What are some things you've done to help get your kids in there? Well, one of the big things we do is we take attendance. And when I just, I don't mean we just write things down. We, uh, we post our attendance in the weight room. I think, uh, peer pressure is a, is a big, uh, can be, you know, a big positive as a lot of people talk about being a negative, but, uh, you know, so if we have a couple kids who miss a workout, we're going to go to them and ask them, you know, and then the other kids on our team are going to go to them and ask them. Uh, even more important than that, we add those attendance days up for points. So at the end of each uh, semester, we post the points that are up, and the points are based on your attendance, your grades, your behavior, you know, uh, any kind of community service you do. There's a lot of different things we use in our points. And we use those points to pick numbers, <laughs> which, uh, okay. you, know, you know, coaching the high school kids, a number means everything. <laughs> right. So, you know, they're all uh, – we did not have a number one in our program for the first two years. So this year we decided, all right, we're going to buy number one. And, you know, they're fighting like crazy to get the, number, get the highest points so they can get number one. Right. Uh, and – we do, uh, you know, uh, how you get your equipment. We hand out our equipment based on that. We eat pregame meal based on uh, the attendance. Uh, we pick jobs out, whether it's, you know, cleaning up the locker room or setting up for practice. Uh, the kids with the most points get to do those things. So uh, use a little bit of that positive peer pressure to get some of our kids in there. Coach, that is that's awesome. That is, that is some great – Great, great stuff. You said you guys have weights in the morning, so your guys that play another sport can get there early, correct? Right. We, we want our kids, I mean, in, in this day and age of specialization, we want our kids to uh, play as many sports as they can. You know, I love I love football players that are wrestlers or basketball players or, or run track or play baseball. You know, I want our kids to do that. But also, they need to understand the importance of lifting weights, not just for football, but lifting weights for basketball and for track and and all those types of things. So uh, our uh, our programs work pretty well here together. Uh, you know, we're not going to obviously ask a, uh, a starting pitcher to, you know, max out during fourth period when he's pitching a game at 5 o'clock. Right. So I think you got to use some common sense with some of those things. But, you know, if you go to a lot of colleges and ask them, uh, you know, some of those kids are they're, they're squatting heavy and squatting 90% on a Wednesday when they got a game on a Saturday. Right. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's all with – and then you go to some other schools, and as soon as football season starts, football players don't lift weights. You know, they just stop. And, and I, you know, I'll never understand that. I think if you're a great athlete, then you probably can get away with not lifting in the weight room. 
if you're an average athlete and you don't lift and don't do agilities and things like that, you're going to struggle and it's going to show quickly. Oh, no doubt. You know, I, <laughs> I, I tell our kids all the time, skinny, weak people don't win football games. Uh, <laughs> you know, big, strong people that are, that are physical win football games. Exactly. And, and I think you, uh, the weight room changes kids, not only physically, but it changes them mentally. Like I, I pick around with our kid when our freshmen come in, uh, they come over to lift some during the, the spring of their eighth grade year. And I say, guys, before long, hurts, and then your shirt's going to fall off, and then you're going to start looking in the mirror. And when we get you to that point, we know what you're looking like, and you start looking in the mirror and flexing in the mirror, uh, then then you're going to feel good about yourself, the changes in your body, and you're, you're going to get more physical, too, just because you're going to feel more confident. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's huge. The weight room is a big, big, big deal. Um, coach transition a little bit. Talk about, um, your, your offensive philosophy. I looked at one of your X's and O's, X&O labs articles. Just talk about what you do and why you find it to be effective. Well, I mean, I think anybody that knows me probably knows, uh, I like to run the football, uh, stubborn sometimes to a point. Uh, but I don't, you know, I do not mind, uh, throwing it. We've been big in, uh, in the RPO game especially when I was at North, we, we did that a lot. We do some of that here, uh, but we are uh, a counter power, a little bit of inside zone with some variations, uh, but we're going to try to be physical and try to run the football and then try to, uh, you know, pass the timely situations. Uh, but I think the RPOs have helped us out quite a bit in our, you know, you gotta, you gotta do a great job in our, our, OC does a great job of teaching our kids what, what the reads are and taking things. But we had a we had a 2,000-yard back this year uh, who's back next year. Uh, so we're, we're excited about that. Uh, but, you know, he, he still averaged around six to seven yards to carry. So we're going to be able to try to be as physical as we possibly can. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people. And, we, and you have trouble when you play teams that throw the ball all the time. Uh, but I think if you're going to – try to win championships you're gonna you're gonna have to run the football at some point in a game and so i think that's uh and maybe because i coach the o-line that's why that's important to me too oh that coach you're you're preaching the choir i, I coach the o-line myself and that is uh yeah, yeah we're gonna run the rock so i i'm you're mostly uh shotgun coaching the gun in your we in your are offense? we okay. are uh, uh uh 10 personnel 11 personnel I, I will i would love to be 11 as much as possible but be honest uh, uh in the last probably 15 years i've maybe had two to three kids that could play a tight end or an h-back and also go out and play in the slot you know right so uh we're we're fortunate now that we have uh we have a good h-back uh who's uh, who's athletic enough to go out and play in the slot and can line up at tight end and and you know hit you in the face a little bit too so so we like you know, we like having those. I would love, you know, I'm an old school I guy at heart. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I grew up in when I first started coaching. That's what we were doing. Uh, but you, you got to make it a little bit more sexy now so that the kids, you know, you can get more kids out. You got to get some of this. You got to throw the ball a little bit, get those kids out that, that are that are your, your great athletes. Sure. Absolutely. It's, you know, the window dressing, the 
hey, we're spread, but we're really going to run the ball, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were, we're going we were going to count people in the box and and sure. uh, you know did a better job this year of uh, you know, and that was probably because we were just a little bit older as a team. Uh, but we're going to count people if we've got if we've got numbers on the edge, then we don't mind throwing a screen out there or throwing a bubble out there or you know a, 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 an out. You know, those things are fine with us. But as far as just I don't know if I could live with myself if I had to throw it 45 times a game. You know, I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job during practice as an offensive line coach. Yeah, and I don't know that it's effective at the high school level. Yeah. Yeah, we got to be able to run the ball, control the clock, and do things of that nature. Yeah, we had to. You know, we averaged, when I was at North, I think we were in the, uh, you know, the high 40s to 50s. So we would would outscore people, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, this past year, uh, we slowed things down. We were we were very very hurry up. I mean, we were as fast as we could go, uh, as many plays as we can get. You know, if we didn't get 85 to 90 plays in a game, we were upset. Uh, you know, trying to go as fast as we can. But coming to a new school, you know, last year with we had 75 kids in our program, which is only three grades. Uh, we had to slow things down a little bit, you know, because you got some kids that are playing both ways. And, uh, you know, we don't, we didn't want to, I didn't want to hurry up and punt, to be honest with you. Right. You know, I wanted to run some time off the clock. Sorry, and our defense has been solid for the last two years. So, okay. Well, that gives a good segue. Talk a little bit about your defensive philosophy, coach. Uh, I would say we're probably a hybrid between a 3 4 and a 4 2 5. Uh, we have the ability uh, to get into four down quickly. Uh, we have, a, uh, you know, like a lot of teams, we have a hybrid kid who can play outside linebacker force. He can come down and rush the passer. Uh, we, we dabbled a little bit more with uh, the tight front this year, with four zero four mm-hmm. two inside uh, techniques, and uh, had some success with that. And then, we, you know, we had some growing pains with it, too, uh, just looking through. But I think that's something that uh, we liked, and it lets your players play uh, a little more freely. And, uh, you know, we're not a team that's going to go in and stun a whole lot. And we played some man coverage. You know, I hear your podcast, you guys talk about man coverage a lot, which is, you know, uh, I like if, if you have the, the guys to do it. Sometimes I think maybe we do, but maybe I just don't trust it enough, you know. Right. And I hear you guys just say we're going to get in their face and we're going to practice man every day and get good at it. And, uh, you know, and, that, and that's working. So, you know, we, we have to figure out a way to do that and play a little bit more man. But, uh, you know, we're going to be multiple. I think being an offensive line coach, the one thing that gives offensive linemen fits is, you know, moving your front around, going from three down to four down, slanting a little bit, you know, taking those inside guys and, and crossing people's faces. So uh, we want to move, but we're not going to all-out blitz. We're not going to do that very much. It's not my defensive coordinator's makeup. He just doesn't want to do that, which is – 100% fine by me. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, we – my philosophy on that came from the school I was at <clears throat> at Riverside a couple of years ago. We were – and that program was really bad when we took over. And it was like, well, what can we do that's different and give us give, give ourselves a chance. Um, and that was kind of our thing on defense. And we were spread offense, and we've been spread here at Nitro. Um, but I'm looking at some more pro-style stuff, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. You know that's that's kind of that's kind of the new thing now. You know what I mean? Because it was like old school. Now it's back to new school because a lot of people don't do it. Well, if you if you had a a tight end 
and a fullback, and you could get in the old, you know, I'm saying the old. It's not that old, but if you could just get in the eye and just, you know, pound people, now you're talking about what people have had a hard time with wing tee and, you know, flex bone because you don't see it very much. Right. But, I mean, you know, we, we'll go into a game, and I think we're, we've got a 10-team conference, and I think, Ali, probably seven of the 10 teams that we play are some version of spread. Right. So, you know, and then there's one team that is a double wing, and, I mean, they are foot-to-foot double wing, and it's hard to prepare for that in a week. You know, so, uh, but I think you're right. If you could get back into some of that uh, pro stuff, being able to mix in some under center, being able to mix in some, some gun, I think you could, uh, you could give people fits because they're not ready for it. But everybody now runs inside zone for some reason. Yeah. So it's easy to simulate that in practice. Yeah, we, in our conference, it's a little more diverse um, as far as scheme goes. But, I mean, most conferences, you're right, it's spread everywhere. And, um, you know, there's some good to that, obviously. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's good to be good to be multiple. I know up here we play JV on Monday. So you, you really only get Tuesday, Wednesday to practice. So I think if you're multiple, it's hard for people to prepare. Oh, most definitely that. with that. So what do you what do you do on Thursday? Walk through. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we, we play our JVs on Thursday and then our varsity on Friday. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see that. So yeah, I wish we, we kind of taking away our walkthrough a little bit. I mean, we uh, just I don't know it's something else we did a little different here. What did y'all, so, what do y'all do then? Uh, I would say Monday we spend more time with with our uh, you know film work, uh, and we still go out Monday in pads mm-hmm. uh, until about game seven. Then in about game seven we take the pads off and do more of a of a walkthrough on Monday. But Tuesday, Wednesday. And Thursday, we're, we're full pads. Okay. So now, now Thursday, I, I'll tell you what I'm really thinking about doing this year, and I don't, I don't know how this will be received by our kids. I don't know how you know it, it'll be interesting to try, but like with our JV games being at six o'clock on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. all right. So if we have an away JV game, uh, you know, we we have to hurry, right, to practice our varsity guys. So I, we're kind of bouncing around the idea of doing like a, a, a JV walkthrough after our pregame meal on Thursdays, giving the varsity kids, either giving them Thursday off, hmm. you know, and then coming back on Friday, especially for our home games, doing our pregame meal and doing our walkthrough, you know, Friday at like 5 o'clock. Right. So just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's, you know, I've been coaching long enough to know that there's there's three-hour practices, there's three-and-a-half-hour practices, you know, I, I can't do that. I can't think of enough things to do, and right. I, I have a, uh, an attention span that if we're out there more than two hours, then then I know the kids are done because I'm done. Right. You know. But I think if you can be more efficient uh, with that, and and have your kids at, at a five on a five o'clock on Friday afternoon, come out and do a, you know a walk through with their they got their game pants on and you're throwing the ball around a little bit and you know just maybe. Maybe gets them thinking about the game a little bit quicker too. Yeah, coach, that's that's really interesting. I, I like that. I'm writing all the stuff you're saying down, by the way, so I can, <laughs> okay. I can look at it. Yeah. Well, uh, I, now if we if we go two and ten, then this year, then I'll let you know some of that stuff didn't work. <laughs> oh, geez, coach, man, <laughs> you, 
you you and I both know that you can prepare the prepare the you know the horse for battle, but you know the victory usually lies in your Jimmys and Joes. You know, <laughs> uh, you're you're exactly right. You got yeah, good good players make really good coaches. Yep, that's the that is the truth. Um, so, coach, you know, talk about kind of if you as you as you've been coaching for a long time. What's some advice you would give to to younger coaches like myself um, looking back on, on your career? Uh, do as much as you can if the school's open. Uh, and there are coaches there. I think you need to be there. You know, not at the not at the uh, detriment of your family. You know, like uh, when I was young and didn't have kids, my wife was working. I, you know, I, I would stay at the school and just try to learn from those guys. I I read quite a bit about a lot of different things. Uh, I read football books. I read, you know, improvement life improvement books. I just all kinds of stuff. And uh, I listen to podcasts. I get on the internet and look try to research stuff as much as I can uh, I've been fortunate to speak for Glazier for the last five or six years so when I go to a clinic to speak if I'm not speaking I'm going to be in a room somewhere I mean I, I, I guess I'm kind of like a football geek like a, you know what I mean I just want to I just enjoy it I enjoy reading about it and learning about it and uh, I think you immerse yourself in there you know I, I've got a lot of young kids on my staff and uh, they're they're very good and I think one of the things that, that as a young person is you have to realize it, it's going to take some time. You know, everybody everybody wants a title now. They want to be a run game coordinator or a passing game coordinator. They want some kind of title. And I think sometimes you just have to, you know, be patient and don't always be looking for that next job. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do a great job where you're at, you're, you're going to get noticed. I mean, I've got some guys on my staff that are, that are young and they're going to be great head coaches and they're going to be great head coaches because they enjoy learning the game. They're great with kids in terms of building relationships. You know, we, we, we hug our kids. We tell our kids we love them, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I don't mind that. And I don't, I, you know, I want to because I, just like where you're at and where a lot of people are at, uh, some of our, we're the, we're the most uh, consistent thing these kids have in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I think you, if you invest in that, X's and O's, you can study forever. You can figure out. You can learn too much, actually. You know, it's about getting down to the technique of it and, uh, you know, making sure that you spend time with the fundamentals as a coach. Learn what you can from great people. You know, and that doesn't just mean people that have great records. You know, I know some really, really, really good coaches that just don't have some they, – they don't have great talent, but they're great coaches. And you can learn stuff from those guys, too. Coach, that's – that is – that is awesome. That is really, really, really good, uh, good wisdom. So, what what Glazier Clinic are you speaking at this year, Coach? Uh, I'm in LA the the twenty twenty first or twenty second of uh, February, and then I'm in Nashville. I think the first weekend in March. Awesome. So it's nice. I mean, it's uh, I enjoy doing that. I've got to meet a lot of uh, a lot of great football coaches from all over the place. You know, and I've, I've sparked some good friendships, and there's a couple guys that I talk to, you know, quite often that live in other states, and we just bounce ideas off each other all the time. And you know, uh, uh, coaching is a fraternity, and you know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think the more connections you can make, and and guys that you can just share ideas that don't mind telling each other the truth, I think you're in good shape. I don't want people to just tell me yes, you're right all the time because I know I'm not right <laughs> a lot of the time. You know. 
Sure. Coach, you know, it's, it's interesting. I just pulled up my Google Drive, and I have a bunch of your presentations from Glazier Clinic on here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Come on now. Yes, sir. Are oh. those bootlegs? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have access to a Google Drive folder. I'm sure you're, you have stuff like this, too, like where I have all oh, these yeah. like this Glazier stuff. And uh, yeah. Oak Grove Defense, Oki 2016. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gee whiz, I'm talking to a celebrity here today, man. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. No, I don't know about that. That is no, awesome. Google Drive makes things really nice for everybody. That's oh, for sure. my gosh. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Jeez. And I was actually, look, when I look at your presentation here, you use Just Play. Do you still use Just Play Sports? Uh, no, I don't anymore. We used to. Uh, I actually met the guy that was uh, doing that, and he did our presentations for us. Okay. Uh, while we were in, uh, I want to say Chicago, maybe. Okay. Uh, great guy. They're a great group of guys. I've met them and talked to them at the AFCA convention the last couple of years, down to earth people. Uh, when I changed schools because I was at a, uh, a school with just ninth and 10th graders, I didn't really use it that much. Okay. But it's funny that you say that because I just texted him yesterday and said, hey, man, I need to talk to you about getting back in with just play. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was uh, it, it's a it's a great resource, a great resource, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put something on Twitter about using PowerPoint, and they they sent me a uh, I think it was them. They sent me like a, a tweet. Yeah, I was like, hey man, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. They're good guys, and they're young guys. They were they were college football players. Uh, I think they were walk ons in, in in Kansas Kansas State right in there. Okay, uh, but but great guys. They I and mean, they get football. They understand what coaches need yeah 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 that's awesome man that's that is fantastic coach this is now now i'm going to go look through all of your stuff on my google drive <laughs> and be like okay there might know. be some old stuff on there too that's oh some yeah stuff that's outdated there you go <laughs> this is gonna I mean, look at like north davidson it's great I and mean, that's really good yeah. coach yeah really yeah. really good that's, um that's where i started speaking at whenever i was there so i just uh it was neat it was neat to be able to do that one or two times and then it kind of sprung off from there and uh been blessed no doubt yeah that's awesome coach um as we as we land this plane here give give the listeners some advice on you know coaching life something that you wish you would have known when you were you know in your your early 30s uh late 20s as a as a coach well you know one one thing i do regret and i think there's a lot of people that regret it is uh, uh you know my both my kids are now in college and you just you just think about some of the things that uh some of the time you probably could have got back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my, when I would drive to the school to do laundry, uh, things like that. Sometimes they would ride with me and, you know, I think you need to spend as much time. I think my kids, you know, my son played for me. My daughter was a trainer for, for me on the sidelines. So that time is irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my wife, uh, spent time with me, whether it was, you know, uh, helping me fold uniforms to laying out spirit packs, I think the, as much as you can involve your family in it, because it is truly, uh, it's a, it's a time consuming job. And I, and I think, uh, you know, every coach knows that. So I think, uh, you need to, you need to let your family see what you're doing and let your family see, you know, my kids rode with me when I would go pick kids up to come to the weight room. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of neat that your kids grow up in that environment uh, and, and, and I think it's a good environment. I really do. I think they, they see the, your coaches interacting with that. And then I see the kids that you coach, see you interact with your family. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is, I think that's very important. 
Uh, you know, and every decision I've ever made uh, has been made with uh, the counsel of my family. You know, because I want to make sure that they're happy uh, with me too, uh, and and because that, that is that is extremely important. <laughs> Coach, that that's awesome. That's great wisdom. Um... And that's that is great. Thank you for being on the podcast. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. I really do. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have to have you on, Coach. You're only a couple hours from me. You're not too far from me. You're about five hours from the Charleston, okay. West Virginia area. I've I've uh, driven up there. I had a kid that played uh, running back at uh, West Virginia. Who oh, just really? graduated, Kennedy McCoy. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy played for me at North, and uh, he just graduated. So I've been up to. Uh, I've seen him play. I think three or four times. Oh my goodness, so, coach! Uh, okay, and I got a coach. I got a coach on my staff who played at uh, Martinsburg. Yeah. Oh man, they're power now. <laughs> really, really good school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he played there. Okay. So, uh, so I know a little bit about about the area up there. So it's pretty neat. That's awesome, coach. Well, shoot, I will. Uh, I will upload this as soon as I can. And uh, coach, thank you for coming on the podcast. Okay. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it.